Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. So there's not a lot of videos that I put out that the information that I find actually has me worried. The information that I came across yesterday does have me worried. And I tell you, there's not a lot of times that I actually get a like a knot in my stomach after I start thinking about these things. But when I started thinking a little bit more about the video that I had put out talking about the population control and how the way to increase the population is to have a people who is content being poor. Well, I started thinking about this a little bit and I started putting a theory together on what I feel is happening because there's it's very interesting to think about economics and only about economics about everything. And a lot of times when you hear say something like we have a population that is diminishing, like the population growth is not at a sustainable rate. Now, typically, you know, if you think about it, you got two people, they get together. If they have two kids, that replenishes them, like it replaces them. But really, you need a third kid to actually add to the population. Otherwise, your population is going to eventually diminish. <clears throat> now... When you think about like what's happening with the population here in the United States and pretty much all Western societies, in fact, pretty much the world, including China, has realized that there is a population decline that's going to create a problem, like a major problem. And when you when you start compiling this information and you start thinking about like what the what the economic conditions are needing to be in order for this to occur it's really quite quite frightful now if you look at things from like okay let's let's just take it for example the woman is the one who's in charge of whether or not there's going to be children born that is like i don't care how you look at it from society's point of view from religious point of view from a political point of view from a personal point of view it's pretty much like you can guarantee that's how people would see it however if you look at it from an economic point of view it is the man who makes the decision to start a family and now if you can give that man an idea or a hope or the confidence that he can provide a life that is at least as good, if not better, for his family than what he has. Then that, unless he is in that condition, he will not be encouraged to start a family. And I know this does not make sense. Most people would shake their heads saying this doesn't make any sense, right? Because it would make sense that if you have the means, like you earn the money, you have the capabilities that you would want to start a family. But that's not necessarily the case. What Cantillon says, the increase of population can be carried furthest in the countries where the people are content to live the most poorly and to consume the least production of the soil. In countries where all the peasants and laborers are accustomed to eat meat and drink wine, beer, etc., not many inhabitants can be supported. And so you think about how the standard of living has increased incredibly high in the western nations in the in the uh, industrialized western western nations and people still don't realize how little the rest of the world actually lives off of 
Like, I think the average pay for the world population is like $2 a day, right? Like, you couldn't even, like, you couldn't live for $2. You couldn't live for 10 minutes in the United States on $2. Like, two, in 10 minutes, it would be gone. So, like, $2 a day for the average person populated in this world is incredibly, incredibly low, right? That is poor. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, even if you're in that condition, what Cantillon is saying is that that is where the population can be carried the furthest. And now if you think about it, if you are at your very bitter end, like you just don't have any means and you've lived that way your entire life, like there's only hope from here. Like death is the worst, right? So you can like almost guarantee that if the if you have a kid or if you have children, it's almost guaranteed that their life will either be better or as good or if not better than yours because you're so poor, right? And this is one of the reasons why you see so many nations out there that are like deemed poor nations so populated. Listen to this. Men multiply like mice in a barn if they have unlimited means of substance. Now you think about when you come out of bad times, right? Think about this country. This country had come out of some bad times back during the Great Depression. And now you think about the family formation and how many kids were born to families after the Great Depression leading all the way up into, what, the 60s. Like, the highest standard of living the entire time from being dirt poor all the way to getting the highest standard of living. What happened to the people of this country? They multiply like mice in a barn. Okay? Until you reached the highest standard of living. Now, we already talked about this a long time ago, where the United States used to be a manufacturing powerhouse. Right? We used to manufacture and distribute more to the world, and we lent more to the world than anybody else. Now, we consume more, and borrow more than anybody else in the history of the world. 
our standard of living has been increased dramatically. Now, think about Cantillon's essay and think about the capabilities of being able to provide a life that is as good or better than the one that you have. Think about how difficult it is, how expensive everything is getting. Does this seem like the current environment that is going to be beneficial to your children? If this was to continue. Something else that I thought about when I started putting all this information together, right? Is that what are the birth rates right now? How long out are these birth rates going to stay low? Because if they stay low, then our standard of living stays elevated. But if the birth rates rise, according to economic theory, if the birth rates are rising, most likely it's going to be because it's a poor population at that time. Now, something that I brought up because I thought, well, what are the birth rates throughout history compared to the recessions? Because I just wanted to know what the economic impact of birth rates were or what the birth rates were because of the economic impact, uh, however you want to look at it. And so I went and brought this up. This is the fertility rate of the United States going back to 1965. Or no, even further than that, probably 1960 it looks like. And when you look at the chart, it has dropped dramatically. It went from a little over three and a half uh, children per family, per household, I think that's what it goes. Um, it just says fertility rate. So I'm not sure if that's per, okay, per woman, right? So this is per woman, 1.663 kids today. Back in the 60s, it was a little over three and a half. So this is the chart. And you can see it's dropped off dramatically. Now, it took a huge hit back here in the 70s. Okay? And now, if you go and you look, this is something that I really thought was, was pretty interesting. Because you can see, like, basically, remember the 70s were, like, the hardest times. Like, everybody started... I wouldn't say it was the hardest time, but it was the time in which that we finally left the gold standard. And so you can tell, like, right about that time that issues were taking place within the currency. And that the population at the time was losing its standard of living, right? And you can tell by that chart right there. Now, it wasn't necessarily losing their standard of living, right? What they were losing was their ability to, um, the inflation was running rampant at the time, right? And so they lost their confidence in whether or not they were going to be able to provide for children. So that's really what happened right there. I, I feel anyway in the, um, in the 70s. I'm not sure if I said that right. I might have most misspoke there a little bit. However, take a look at the highlighted parts, right? Now, this is something that I really wanted to indicate on, right? Every time there was a little uptick, right? Any kind of like time in history where the fertility rate started to rise, it rose right into a recession. Isn't that something to think about, right? It rose right into a recession. So anytime that the conditions in which that the standard of living felt good enough to at least get the fertility rate up, led right into a recession. Now, 
Think about this for just a part, just a moment. Janet Yellen said that she doesn't feel that there will ever be another recession in her lifetime. She said that a while ago. And I thought to myself, man, that is a really, really bold statement to make, to say that there will never be another recession in our, in our lifetime. And now what I really think about is what the conditions would be in order to get the population to start to grow again. And you would need to increase if a population or the increase of a population can be carried further in countries where the people are content to live the most poorly. So here's the issue that I'm starting to see. Western nations are wanting to increase their birth rates. Elon Musk, right? Thinking about artificially raising people because we need more people. In order to really get the people to repopulate, it needs to be a poor condition that they are accustomed to. You're talking a generation of people who have lived poorly and are content with that. This is scary to think about because from this point on, there may not be a recession. Recessions come from birth rate increases, or at least not come from birth rate increases, but come when you see an increase in birth rates. They're not hand in hand. What it is, is the economic conditions have presented themselves in such a way that the man now feels confident enough to start families. The only problem with it is, is that most people don't understand what has taken place and it leads right into a recession. Now, if you were in a condition in which that it'll never be another recession again, well, I'm guessing almost that we'll probably not see another birth rise for another 30 years is what they're actually anticipating. I'll leave a link down in the description for that. Birth rates are going to stay significantly down for the next 30 years, at least. So to 2050, an entire generation of people will be born into this. So I have to think, in order to prevent the ultimate collapse of the entire system, think about it like this. If you have less children being born... Who's going to take care of the old people? Imagine taking care of your pa your parents. You Say you're the only child. No problem. You'll take care of your parents. But say you're the only child that's taking care of your parents. And you're also taking care of other people as well. Say six other people. That's what they're talking about. That's what we're leading to. How much work can you perform in order to provide the living, the standard of living, needed that people are accustomed to you can't right now i know a lot of people will talk about robotics and they'll talk ai and they'll talk all kinds of stuff about this but ultimately what it comes down to is that they are either one gonna have to figure out how to repopulate the earth without the people doing it themselves which isn't gonna happen and not in my not in my opinion anyway or, well, I guess there's a few ways. They could create 
the standard of living increase that has people confident enough that they will bring a family into this world knowing that they can provide a life for them that is going to be better than the one they have. So if there's some kind of politician out there who can promise that, then you might get some population growth out of it. Or you get the people to own nothing and be happy. All right. So for the next 30 years, I am only assuming this, that they want population growth. They're going to have to get that next generation to be content to live poorly. This is not a good environment to raise a child in. Uneducated economists. You guys let me know.